Radio advertising is good. Why should you advertise on the Tam Talk Radio Network, AM 1340? Well, it's simple. We are a local radio station with local shows that target our local communities and local listeners. We have a variety of shows that cover a multitude of informative and interesting topics, such as automotive and boating, real estate and finance, health and medical, politics and law, sports and fishing, pet care, and more. Why, we are even home to Imus in the Morning. We also have shows about comedy, food and dining, religion, fashion, local community events and activities, and a variety of music. Talk radio provides a listening format that appeals to a large cross-section of people. Whether you are in your car, at work, at home, everyone has a radio. And we are streamed live on the Internet. And past shows are podcasted so you, the listener, can play back your favorite shows over and over again. The possibilities are endless. So that, my listeners, is why you should advertise on the Tam Talk Radio Network, AM 1340. Hey, listeners, this is Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Let me tell you about my company, Gulfstream Motorsports, Inc. 727-541-1741. I have over 35 years' experience with classic, vintage sport and racing cars. I do appraisals, consulting, and pre-purchase inspections. Before you buy your next rare classic, the car of your dreams, give me a call at Gulfstream Motorsports, Inc. 727-541-1741. Also, due to my 28 years' experience in the auto salvage business, I am very good with wrecks. So if your car has been in a wreck, call me for a diminished value report. Call me at 727-541-1741. You may be owed some money for lost value of your repaired vehicle. That's Gulfstream Motorsports, Inc., 727-541-1741. And be sure to tune in to Nostalgic Radio and Cars, Wednesdays, 7 to 8 p.m. on the Tantalk Radio Network, AM 1340. If you like golf, enjoy affordable golf at Magnolia Valley Golf Club, located on Massachusetts Avenue in Newport Ritchie. Play for as little as $15 after 2 p.m. The club has two beautiful courses to choose from, an 18-hole championship, par 72, plus another nine-hole executive par 33. Join their open leagues on Wednesday afternoons at 4 and Sunday mornings at 8. Call 727-847-2342 for tee times or visit their website, magnoliavalleygolfclub.com. The 1961 Ferrari 250 GT California. Less than 100 were made. My father spent three years restoring this car. It is his love. It is his passion. It is his fault he didn't lock the garage. Ferris, what are you talking about? Ferris, my father loves this car more than life itself. A man with priorities so far out of whack doesn't deserve such a fine automobile. Tune in to Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Yep, we're a weekly show that talks about cars, and we play some groovy 60s, 70s music. Hey, how you doing, Lee? I'm doing fine, Robert. And yourself? I'm hanging in there. 
Hey, by the way, guys, we're streamed live on the internet. Go to Tantalk1340.com. Tantalk1340.com, and you can see me, excuse me, see me live on your computer worldwide, okay? And don't forget to check out our Facebook. Hey, we got a great show tonight. We got a really interesting guest on tonight. And of course, we'll be playing some cool, groovy music. And uh, we got a few sound effects for you. So, uh, what do you got uh, on a little. Oh, I hear something in the background. Is it many Ferris Buellers? Many, many Ferris Buellers. Is that is that really? I mean, this sounds like 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 it's speeded up, but no, it's not. Is actually, it? no. That's Those cars F- are like really fat. That's the F one like- race in uh, at the uh, spa ring in uh, Belgium. Whoa! That's, so what I did is I looped them together, so it sounds kind of cool. So, uh, cool. all right, what do we got lined up here? Well, uh, let's play this first got? little thing. Oh, okay. Uh, a little. Uh, have to have to uh, tell the cars to stop. Yeah, slow and, them down. Put them back then, in the pits. And then, what do we got next here? This is getting a little complicated. <laughs> Show's getting very co- very complex. I was uh, creative. Creative. We've, That's we've the word. got we've got a song by a guy who is, uh, uh, you know, whatever. He. I mean, how he ever got hired by Van Halen, I don't know. But his red rocker, Sammy Hagar. And, yeah. Uh, and uh, but he had a great song that, that we all could. Um, well, I'm talking too much on it. That we all could relate to. Okay. Which is, I can't drive 55. I mean, back in the 70s, I mean, it was like... It was law. Yeah. 55. You know, that's, <laughs> that's how I felt about it, if, if you could see it. Double right, nickels. You, you felt the same way, right? All right. Fire up that uh, FM radio in my uh, in the front of my uh, Ferrari here. Okay, here we go. It's Ferrari night, ladies and gentlemen, so stay tuned. Here we go. Buckle your seatbelt. Oh yeah, play this one. This is cool. Then lead into it. Los geht's. Los geht's. Auf die Rennstrecke. Pass auf. Die erste Spur. Wir haben Michael Schumacher in den Ferrari.
Hey listeners, this is Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars. I'd like to tell you about Naughty Nancy. No, this isn't a story about a bad girl. This is a truth about a great place to eat and hang out. Naughty Nancy's Food Shack, located at 700 Eldridge Street in the downtown Clearwater area, is a quaint little place nestled under some huge oak trees serving great food and drink and a wonderful, friendly atmosphere. That's Naughty Nancy's, 727-446-3717. They have 10 daily specials as well as many different styles of cooking from Cajun, New England, Country, Gourmet, and even Short Order, prepared just the way you want it. So check out this groovy little dew drop in right on the trail. So jog up to her front door, ride up on your bicycle, drive up in your car, or pull up on your motorcycle. And visit my friend Nancy and place your order. That's Naughty Nancy's, 727-446-3717. Hey, mention Nostalgic Radio and Cars and you might get a free drink. Hey listeners, this is Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars. I'd like to tell you about a great pizza shop right here in downtown Clearwater. Bro's Pizzeria, voted number one in the city of Clearwater. They're located at 547 South Fort Harrison Avenue. They have great New York-style pizza, as well as delicious lasagna, spaghetti and meatballs, manicotti, linguine. And if you're in the neighborhood for lunch, they have great hot and cold sandwiches and appetizers. So call 727-441-6025 for takeout and deliveries, or stop by for a veal parmesan dinner and a nice glass of vino. That's Bro's Pizzeria. Check out their website and watch my friend Olti create a spectacular pizza before your very eyes. What would you like on your pizza? Call Bro's Pizzeria, 727-441-6025. That's 727-441-6025. And tell them Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars sent you. Okay, we're back. And you're tuned in to Nostalgic Radio and Cars. This is a live radio show. Hey, check us out on the internet. We're live streamed as well. 10talk1340.com. Okay. Hey, Mike. Got another guest who just walked in the studio here. By the way, it's open mic night at uh, Naughty Nancy's tonight, and that is a quarter mile north of Drew Street, right on the trail, 700 Eldridge Street. Okay. The number over there, 446 3717. That's Naughty Nancy's open mic night, 446 3717. And my buddy Mike's going to be over there jamming. Lee might be over there jamming too. And uh, anyway, while we're on the subject of Italian restaurants and Italian cars, since it's Ferrari night, and the reason we're talking about Ferraris is because there's a really, really, really cool event coming up this weekend in Palm Beach. It's once a year. It's a great show. If you can make this, this is this is a spectacular show. It's called the Cavallino. It's been going on for about 20 years now. It's take, it takes place at the Breakers in Palm Beach and at the uh, Mar-a-Lago uh, estate down there, which now belongs to Trump, but it was built by... Uh, Mrs. Post, who was married to E.F. Hutton. When E.F. Hutton speaks, everybody listens. Okay, so this is the big Ferrari show. This is the 18th to the 23, 23rd, excuse me, Cavallino at Palm Beach, the Breakers. Okay, it's a four-day event. Plus, there's racing going on at the Palm Beach International Raceway. So be sure and grab your Ferrari, your Fiat, your uh, Pantera, your Mangusta, your Alfa Romeo, your Maserati, uh, whatever you got that's Italian, and run on down there and park it out in the parking lot because it's open to Ferraris only. So if you want to see a great selection of Ferraris, some vintage Ferraris, some late model Ferraris, including the new 458, you got to go check this out. And I want to say special thanks to our new friends up there at Tampa Ferrari, Tampa, Ferrari of Tampa Bay, okay? If you need to get a hold of those guys up there, check out uh, Ferrari of Tampa Bay. This phone number is 727-784-3377. That's 727-784-3377. 3377 Ferrari of Tampa Bay. They got a great bunch of cars up there on the showroom. They'd love to sell you one. And go see my buddy Tom up there, okay? Let's see what else we got coming up. Oh, yeah. 
We got the Daytona Rolex 24 Hours at Daytona. That's coming up the 28th through the 30th. Huge event. Be sure and check that out. Uh, also, another car show that's real important that we got coming up is the Devro Kaiser Show. That's on the 30th at Sarasota Square Mall. Okay, that's the Devro Kaiser Show, the 30th, that's the end of the month, at Sarasota Square Mall. It's a pretty cool show. And, of course, in February, uh, the second week in February, we have the HSR Palm Beach International Raceway Vintage Road Races going on. So I'll give you guys some more information on that. And then our friend Randy Haywood's got his Hot Rod Reunion coming up at the end of the month. Okay, that's on the 29th. If you want to get more information on that, call Randy Haywood on the Hot Rod Reunion. That's 727-629-3130. 727-629-3130. Okay. What else we got going? How am I doing on time? Oh, we got a few minutes yet. I've got a really cool guest tonight. I want to say special thanks to my friend uh, John, uh, Doug, uh, Truman, and Dick for... Uh, Turn me on. I had to go through a whole channel of people to get to this one guy that we're going to have tonight as our special guest. He's a very notable Ferrari guy. He writes articles uh, for the Ferrari magazine, for the national uh, publication, and for uh, Sports Car uh, Graphics, I believe, is the name of the publication. And uh, so he'll be coming on here shortly. As a matter of fact, as we speak, he is en route from Atlanta to Palm Beach. So hopefully we'll catch him somewhere around the Orlando area before he jumps onto the turnpike. And hopefully we won't have any we won't have any uh, telephone interference, so we can have a really cool conversation conversation for the next thirty minutes. Uh, okay, I just want to mention a uh, charity that I like to sponsor. It's called Close to Kids. Um, I want you to check out this charity. You can go online. It's a local charity started by a couple girls here locally that uh, I actually went to high school with. Their number is four four one. 5050, that's 727 441 5050. And basically, what they do is they provide a week's worth of clothing, schools' clothing for some children that are having some real tough times right now in their family. So uh, they do that twice a year. It's a great organization. Check them out. It's Close the Kids Charity. And the number is 727 441 5050. And they also have a St. Pete location, and that's 327 7100. 327 7100. If you need to get a hold of us tonight, go ahead and send us an email at golfstreamradio at gmail.com golfstreamradio at gmail.com tell me all your lies, tales, and stories and uh, I'll send you back some and uh, hey I want to say hi to my buddies uh, at Maximum Motoring that's uh, another radio station that's on on Thursdays at 3 o'clock say hi to Jim and Stu they were uh, nice enough to have me on their show last uh, Thursday afternoon and I was babbling a little bit it's another car show it's a cool show that's Thursdays on the Tantalk Radio Network Maximum Motoring Hey, speaking of which, uh, what? I don't know if you had this written down, but you're moving, right? You're moving to a new oh, job. Oh, yeah, that's right. New I'm, day. I'm getting... Actually, at the same time, new day. New day, new day. I'm actually at the same time. I will, as of February 2nd, I will be on the Tantalk Radio Network, same place. Uh, but I'm moving to Mondays at 7 o'clock, so be sure and check me out on Mondays at 7 o'clock, 7 to 8 p.m. Okay, it's just a little scheduling uh, shuffle, but it's cool, you know. We'll get some new listeners and... Uh, you know, it's a new channel or a new time slot, so that'd be kind of cool. And uh, let's see, what else we got here? Oh, yeah, hey, by the way, say hi to my buddies down there at uh, the Quaker Steak and Lube Wednesday nights. You know, they got the big bike thing going on, so go check out my buddies down there at Fletcher's Harley Davidson. They're out in the parking lot hosting that show, as well as the Quaker Steak and Lube Bunch. And um, let's see, what else we got? Oh, yeah, hey, my buddy uh, Doug, I want to say thanks to him. So if you guys need a really groovy sign made up for your business, your car, or decals, give Doug a call at the sign shop. And that number is 727-392-4852. That's 727-392-4852. Also, Mark's Auto Sales, 572-0354. Mark's Auto Sales, if 
you need a really good quality buy here, pay here car, a little money, a little tight, he can hook you up with some financing. That's 727-572-0354. And I think that does it for the announcements tonight. How are we doing on our next... Uh, our next little gig, and then we got to get our guests on the line. I'm really excited about this because I don't get to talk about Ferraris very often, and uh, this is a really cool event, and uh, you guys, this guy's going to really uh, make you want to run out and buy a Ferrari, even if you can't afford right. it. Right. Yeah, and how do you do that, by the way? How do you do run that? Run out and buy a Ferrari. You learn how to leverage. I'll well, have to explain what, that to you. Like with a crowbar or what? What are you talking about? No, 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 no. under his old oak tree. Hey, you got that real to real working I've yet? been wondering how to, I mean, I've been, ha- had my eye on a 365 GTB for, well, a little while now. Oh, really? Well, yeah. that's a, that's actually a cool car. 365 yeah, GTB is a Daytona Coupe. Yeah. Yeah. That's a cool car. Why, one of those, one of those in your neighborhood? Is, back? Since they came out, I've had my eye on it. So 1969, that's, 70, that's, 71. That's been a while. Yeah. yeah. So one of these days, right? Sure. Got to be optimistic, work hard, save your pennies, and you can get, and make you friends, too. Make friends with the Chinese. <laughs> and you too can own a Ferrari. All right, what do we got? We got that uh, real to real working yet? Yeah, let me see if I can get one of these old tapes running. If I could, I had to splice the tape all back together. You had to splice it? I hate that when that happens. Because it's something like this. The first rule of Italian driving. What's behind me is not important.
Hey listeners, this is Robert from Nostalgic Radiant Cars. I'd like to tell you about a great place to eat right on the main part of Clearwater Beach. Located at 333 South Gulfview Boulevard. Crabby's Beachwalk Bar and Grill has two floors of food, drink, and fun. They have daily specials, happy hour, nightly entertainment. Their menu caters to seafood lovers as well as land lovers. Crabby's Beachwalk Bar and Grill, 727-608-2065. They're open in the morning for breakfast until 1 a.m. So stop by and visit my friends, Turtle, Eddie, and Polly, and all the girls and staff at Crabby's Beachwalk Bar and Grill. That's 727-608-2065. Mention Nostalgic Radio and Cars, and you never know, you might get a free drink. That's Crabby's Beachwalk Bar and Grill on Clearwater Beach, 727-608-2065. Hey listeners, this is Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars. We all love to eat. Well, I would like to tell you about my friends at the Rib Shack Barbecue on West Bay Drive in downtown Largo. Their menu offers family-sized takeout dinners like delicious ribs, chicken, beef, and pork, or sit-down barbecue dinners, sandwiches, and even desserts. They will also cater your party. Everything is barbecued fresh using real oak for that great smoky flavor. So visit my friends Corey, Jed, and Kurt at the Rib Shack Barbecue in downtown Largo, 600 West Bay Drive, or call them for a takeout order at 727-501-9090. That's 727-501-9090. They truly have the best smoking barbecue in town. Oh, and be sure and check out their great barbecue sauce. That's the Rib Shack Barbecue in downtown Largo, 727-501-9090. I'm telling Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars sent you. All right, we're back, and this is Nostalgic Radio and Cars. We are live at the Talk Radio Station down here in downtown Clearwater. And don't forget to check us out on the web, Tentalk1340.com. Hey, we got our guest on here? Steve, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Hey, thanks, and welcome to the show. How you been? Doing very well. We're having a good trip down from Atlanta down to West Palm Beach. And as a normal trip where you take a trailer, we've now had to stop and buy a tire. Oh, no kidding. Whereabouts are you now? Uh, we're just about the Florida state line. Holy mackerel. Last time I talked to you, you're just south of Atlanta. Uh, you're behind schedule there, aren't you, buddy? Yeah, we're behind <laughs> schedule, yeah. What happened? What did you lose a tire on, the, the truck or the trailer? On the trailer. Oh, the trailer man. tires seem to, because you don't use a trailer a whole lot, the tires seem to rot, and they seem to have problems. And uh, we, we had uh, a little bit of bad luck. One of the guys tried to put air in it before we left, and I believe when you uh, take a car on a trip, you never check it out ahead of time. You, you, you treat a car around the city like you're always going to take it on a trip. But when you take a car on a trip, you just you don't tell it it's going on a trip, and that's what happened. Somebody took a look at it, aired up the tire, and, of course, now it popped. Oh, they spooked it. Hey, you know why I played those two songs? You didn't get a chance to listen to it, but the first one was Drive Mike, I Can't Drive 55, and the second one was Stevie Winwood's uh, Freedom Overspill. But both those songs, those videos that were out in the 70s, featured Ferraris. The uh, Can't Drive 55 had a Ferrari Berlinetta BB512, which you have in the back of your trailer, and uh, Freedom Overspill had a uh, 328 in it. So I just thought you'd appreciate that. I was thinking about you trying to find some Ferrari goodies. Well, thank you. So anyway, so uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. I know you're a big-time Ferrari guy, so uh, for our listeners out there that don't know you very well, uh, you are, uh, well, tell us about your humble beginnings. Well, I grew up in, uh, up in Indiana and uh, went to 
college up there, graduated college as a auto shop teacher and did the auto shop thing for about two years and walked out one, one day and it was 19 degrees below zero up in Indianapolis. And I decided, I'm not doing this anymore. So uh, we moved down to Atlanta, Georgia, and I lived down there for um, about six months and used to hang around the Ferrari dealer. And one day the guy that uh, owned the dealerships asked me if I wanted a job. I said, well, I guess uh, that sounds like something that'd be fun to do. So, um, finished up with my other job and started out there and spent the next 17 years working at the Ferrari dealership. Um, which, was, was that FAF at the time or was it uh, Ferrari of Atlanta? No, it was uh, FAF. FAF uh, sold out to Ferrari of Atlanta in 1995. Okay. So what were some of your job descriptions there at the Ferrari dealership and what, what created your passion for Ferraris? What really truly inspired you about Ferraris? Well, when I lived up in Indianapolis, uh, we followed an ad one time for a Lotus Super 7. I always liked Lotuses. And went out to this fellow's place and to see his Lotus Super 7, and when I got out there, he had probably five or six different older, important vintage Ferraris just sitting underneath the carport at his condominium. And he was nice enough to tell me a little bit about him, and I went back to the school library. We happened to have a book on Ferraris and started reading the book and really became fascinated with the cars, and it, uh, it's just been a passion ever since. Now, the first Ferrari was what, about 1947, 40, late 40s, wasn't it? 47, 48, somewhere around there? Correct. That, okay. was, um, that was the very first cars back at that time. Now, were they race cars? Because that was Enzo's passion, really, was. He was all about racing, wasn't he? Well, Enzo had uh, he had been with the Alpha team. He'd been team manager for the Alpha racing team. And when he left there, he started his own company. I think they called it Audio, Auto Ego Construction. Uh, and that company has built a race car. And it actually was something that they, he put together kind of a gentleman team of racers. And he was building these early cars for this gentleman team of racers, and it turned out that uh, that he ended up then building cars that he was he was actually going out and, and racing more or less under the name Ferrari, and that built up into the business that that he has today. And it wasn't until uh, oh maybe a year or two years after he was building race cars that he really started started building any street cars. Now, when when Enzo first got his cars together, what did he use for? Uh, I mean, did what did he use for components to build his first race car? Were they were they Alfa Romeo parts, or were they something that he kind of whittled up in his uh, machine shop? It is stuff that he whittled up in his machine shop. You want to keep in mind that this was just after the war, and the there was a lot of talent from people making uh, weapons and uh, aircraft. machinery for yeah aircraft machinery for the uh, for the war and so that from from some of those talented people they would make everything up from scratch more or less was Enzo's ambition at the very beginning the onset when he started the car thing um, to build the best the fastest the most recognized race car and mark really on the planet well I, I think that he he was a competitor, and he wanted to build great race cars and go out and win. I don't know that he had any great ambition for what he wanted to, that he would ever be, you know, a Bugatti or someone like that that would be, would have a, have achieved what he has achieved in life, what he achieved in life. But uh, nevertheless, he, he he wanted to win, and he he that has always been his purpose. When you uh, when you started with the Ferrari uh, dealership in Atlanta, that was what that was like late seventies, early eighties, correct? 79, yes. 79. Okay, so what was the popular car back then? That was uh, probably a 308 Ferrari, correct? 
the in '79 the 308s were out, uh, the Boxer and the 400s were out in Europe, but they weren't imported to the United States, and so we roughly had uh, three different cars. We had the 308 GTS, the 308 GTB, and the 308 GT4, which is a four-passenger car. That's is that the one they refer to as a Mondial, or is that a different body? No, it, it's probably what evolved into the Mondial, but it. Uh, it was a 2 plus 2 that was designed by Bertone and had a very angular body to it. Uh, it probably is more popular now than when it originally came out. When that car came out, you know, Ferrari had had a tradition of building 12-cylinder sports cars. And that's, I mean, that's, what, um, that's what they were known for, was doing these 12-cylinder sports cars. And when they came out with the V8 cars and only V8 cars in the United States because they couldn't get the 12-cylinders to meet federal regulations, it wasn't a particular popular car. People, people thought that, you know, this isn't a Ferrari. This is some kind of toy. And, um, and so it took quite a while for that line to catch on. Now, when, they first came, when the 308 first came out, it was, what, 76, 77, right around that time? Is that about right? 76. Well, when you say 308, the 308 GT4 would have come out in 74, then been brought in the United States in 75. 76 was the first year of the GTB, which is what most people right. remember. That's the Magnum-style car. Would have been, the hardtop version was the GTB that came out in 76. And then in 79, 78, they came out with the GTS, which was the open-top car. Yeah, we had an architect, uh, for, well, he's actually, his kids were friends of mine, but he had a uh, 76, 77, 308 GTB, a red one, uh, and it was uh, a fiberglass body. Now, what was the deal? They made a limited run of fiberglass uh, 308s, yep. and then they went to metal or steel? Yeah, when the, first, when the car first came out, the body was done in, in a fiberglass material, uh, and then after a while, they realized that it was probably more cost-effective to do it steel, so they changed to steel at that point. Okay. Um, the Now, I mean, I know it's often been said that, you know, a real Ferrari is not a real Ferrari unless it's got 12 cylinders and they're in the front. And, I mean, you know, it's kind of debatable now. I mean, just like you said, you acknowledged earlier is that the, uh, you know, due to emission reasons, you know, that's one of the reasons why they came out with basically a uh, U.S. market V8 engine. Um, I mean, that, at least that's where I, what I've read from time to time. But but now, were some of these V8 motors in the pipeline? Because Ferrari actually sold out when? 69, 70? It was taken over by who? Fiat or somebody, wasn't it? Well, yes, Fiat uh, became a partner. And they owned uh, 49%. Ferrari had 49%. They had 49%. And, and uh, Pininfarina owned 2% of the company at that point. Oh, really? And so he really didn't sell out. What he did is he brought in an investor. You can think of it that way as okay. opposed to being sold out. And going back to correct something that you said before, it's, it's something that is a very popular belief that uh, that he had said that Ferrari was a 12-cylinder car. But that's really incorrect because a lot of the race cars back before that, in the Formula One cars, were four-cylinder four and six-cylinder cars. Yes, you're right. Uh, I, I I don't remember for sure, but I believe that Phil Hill's world champion might have been in a four-cylinder car. Uh, yeah. I think you're right, because uh, actually I was kind of nosing around on the Internet here, and I'm trying to find catch up on history as we speak. But so, but anyway, so were some of the, like the 308, the, the V8 car, oh, yeah, don't forget the 246 Dinos and the 206s. They were six-cylinder cars, the Dino right. Ferraris. And, and you'll get a little argument of whether that's a Ferrari or not. To me, it's a Ferrari. It was built by Ferrari, and the nameplate says Ferrari in the door, even though that uh, it's sold under the Dino name. But it, it was a Ferrari for, for all intents and purposes. Well, you know, the, the Fiat Dino that came out in the late 60s, uh, uh, they made a Dino uh, Spider and they made a Dino Coupe. Did that? 
not share the same engine as the Ferrari Dino 206 and 246? Yeah, the engine was actually done so that they could do a race car. Okay. And they were using they were having a race car that had uh, that used a V6 engine. And in order to produce enough engines, these V6 engines to homologate the race car, Ferrari made a deal with Fiat for Fiat to build the engines. Oh, okay. uh, and so actually the engine that's in a 246 Dino is a Fiat built engine, but uh I mean, it, it's Ferrari design and it's Ferrari engineering. So, you know, even though somebody else manufactured it, as far as I'm concerned, it's a Ferrari. Okay. Um, also, well, because well, you know, to, to to let our listeners know that one of the one of the reasons why Steve is so knowledgeable on Ferraris is because he's a uh, kind of a historian. You you write for a number of publications too, don't you, Steve? I write for Sports Car Market Magazine and do about ten articles on Ferrari a year for them, and have written for um, the Ferrari Club of America Prancing Horse Magazine. Okay, and now the the Cavallino. Why don't you tell us a little bit about the Cavallino that's going on this weekend? Because uh, uh, I'm familiar with it, but uh, kind of tell our listeners a bit. Well, that's where we're headed now. It's the Cavallino Classic, which is down in West Palm Beach. It's an event that uh, was put on by is put on by a gentleman by the name of John Barnes. And John Barnes is the publisher of a magazine, Cavallino Magazine, and Cavallino Magazine is kind of the is the popular magazine for people interested in Ferraris. It has articles in it about uh, old race cars. It has uh, a great letters section where people will write in, well, gee, this is what uh, you said last month, and that's not correct. This is actually the correct uh, correct of what happened at th- this time, that the guy won the hill climb in this serial number car as opposed to that one. And some of the stuff is very esoteric, kind of dry, but other stuff is, uh, is very interesting. It carries a... Uh, section in there on uh, different racing around the world, a little bit on Formula One, a little bit on Le Mans or any place else that uh, Ferrari may be racing. There's kind of a report on that. Then there's uh, a great classified section, which, uh, well, I shouldn't say classified, we'll call it display ad section, so that people who have a car can run into shops or uh, parts houses or different places that sell Ferrari parts or Ferrari services. So, so it, it, it's a great, it's a great asset for the Ferrari community. So John publishes this magazine, and uh, about 20 years ago, and I think it is 20 years ago exactly this year, that he decided he was going to put on some type of a concourse or a show party. And so he decided to do this event called the Cavalino Classic. And it entails many different events over the weekend. It will, um, in this particular year, the format uh, starts out with uh, driving school. It's going to be on Wednesday. And then there'll be track events on Thursday and Friday at, uh, well, what used to be Moroso, and I think I call it Palm Beach International Motor Park, I believe, something like that now. But um, there'll be track events there on on. Thursday and Friday, leading into Saturday, which is the concourse, the genuine the actual Cavalino Classic. And the Cavalino Classic brings in the best Ferraris from all around the United States that are going to do the show circuit this year. We had uh, cars, there will be cars that will come in from Europe, especially for the show, from all over the United States for the show. There will be a wonderful assortment of all different types of Ferraris going back you know, Ken, I, I've seen cars there from the very earliest 1949s and 50 model cars all the way up to the very newest cars. And there'll be, I think he probably has 150 to 200 cars on, on the lawn. And it's, um, if, if you're going to have a Ferrari that's in a concourse, it's probably, 
it's one of the highest caliber concours that, uh, that that goes on in the United States. So uh, it would be, is it equal to, let's say, like uh, Amelia Island or Pebble Beach or Meadowbrook or something like that? They're, each of those are a little bit different, but as far as for Ferraris, mm-hmm. there's the Ferrari Club of America National Meet, which travels different places around the country each year, and then you'll have Pebble Beach and then the Cavalier Classics. But three of those are the top Ferrari events in the United States. Okay. Now, at the, now uh, you're also a judge, aren't you? I do judge. It's uh, one of the things that I enjoy doing is uh, is judging the cars. Early on, I realized that uh, there were a lot of people that were judging cars that really didn't know a whole lot about them. And I happened to be just lucky because I was immersed in the uh, in the business to where I knew the cars from, from brand new. I'd spent a lot of time working on them, you know, cleaning on them, changing parts, uh, doing all types of things with the cars, and spent so much time with them that I had a pretty good experience with the individual cars. So I could go out and judge, and I generally had much more knowledge than many of the other judges. I mean, a lot of guys know their own individual cars, but they don't 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 know the nuances and the changes between the individual cars. And I guess a great example is that uh, in 1983, uh, if you had a red Ferrari, the wind sh- a red 308, the windshield frame would be black. In 1984, that was body color. Well, you go out with a guy that uh, has a 1984, 1985 model car, and he sees this thing with the, he sees the car with the black windshield frame, and he thinks, oh, this is wrong because he doesn't realize that, that that particular year they had something different. And that's the kind of thing that, uh, that I can pick out and help with someone else. The judges is, is, uh, judging is normally done in a three-person team, and so there'll be a chief judge with two additional people. And so oftentimes the people you work with are not as experienced, and it's, it's good that I can, I can kind of overview and watch what they're doing, and we can pick up uh, a lot of... We, we can share each other's knowledge, but also pick up some mistakes that someone may have from lack of knowledge of the individual cars. Now, are the judges broken up in classes, for example? And when you say there's three judges or two other judges that you work with, is this, let's say, for example, you're doing cars between 1980 and 1990, for example. And then, so that would be a team of three. And then if you had cars from 1960 to 1969, would that be another team of three? Or how does that work? Well, what happens, first off, is you're going to try and set up a judging team to have approximately, let's say, 8 to 10 cars so that you can spend 15 minutes a car, and that is roughly the time that you'll have in the morning to be able to judge. You want to be able to get this done fairly quickly so that uh, after lunch you can do awards, you know, a couple hours after lunch maybe, so that so the people who come to a concourse aren't just stuck in the lawn all day without having anything to do. So that in the morning they'll come in, set up their car, we'll go around and judge the cars, then they'll break up for lunch and they'll go around and visit with some other friends, and then we'll finish up uh, a little bit later by having the, uh, announcing the results of the judging. Okay, so now this is a true concourse judging process, correct? Correct. And to go back to answer your question, I didn't thoroughly answer that, was that um, that you, you we're looking for these classes that have approximately, you know, let's say 10 cars in, in class. If we have you know, five Ferraris that are of, let's say, the 308 GT 
Bs and GTSs, which is the carbureted version, and then we've got maybe four of them that are the fuel-injected versions. We, we would stick those both together and judge those all as one particular class. And then uh, we might get to 328s, 328s, maybe 348s, and it takes four of those. If you have four and four of those, and you, that'll give you eight cars, that might be another class. But the classes tend to be arranged around models and year types. So the 12-cylinder cars, you're probably not going to do a 1985 12-cylinder car in the same class as a 1985 8-cylinder car. That's probably going to be its own individual class. So now, and then how do you determine which cars compete? Is that predetermined uh, before the event? How the, which class they're going to be in? Well, no, let's just say, for example, I've got a 1965 330 GTC or 66 330 GTC, okay? And let's say John has one or Bill has one, and all three of us are going to be basically in the same class. How do you determine which... Who, what if you know there, there's going to be differences in the cars, you know, in terms of condition and quality of the restoration or condition of the car? I mean, how do you, you know, what if there's more than ten cars there? How do you determine which ten you're going to have in that particular class, or can you go over the ten? Well, if you if you went over the ten, you'd end up having perhaps another judging beam. Oh, okay, I see what you're saying. Okay. You, you can have as many as you want. This event is somewhat of an invitational. He, he will get more cars oftentimes okay. than what he can put on the field. This The uh, event is held at the Breakers Hotel, and the Breakers has a lawn out front of it. And there's only a certain number of cars you're going to be able to get on this lawn. And this, this is a, it's a beautiful lawn, and it's, it's broken into two areas. You've got a putting green that's very close to the hotel, and then they've got a little sidewalk, and then you get into another uh, large grassy area. And the putting green, they set up the very nicest of the cars. If you've got uh, a $5 million car, you're probably going to find it up on the putting green. And the rest of the field will also be always very nice cars, but it will... Uh, but the best cars are going to be up on the on the front lawn. But as far as who's going to be there, it's just a matter of um, who applies. And if you get too many people, then uh, he the, the promoter has the choice of turning down the entry, or he may just get additional judges depending on what uh, what works out best. Okay. So in addition to the concourse, let's say a whole bunch of other people and all the uh, all the big Ferrari people decide to bring their cars down there, there's basically going to be like a car show too as well, right? So in other words, you have the the, the concourse and then there's since there's uh you know probably hundreds and hundreds of Ferraris down there, they get to assemble someplace else or how does that work? Yeah, hundreds and hundreds may be a bit of an exaggeration. <laughs> yes, there's going to be a, there's there's an awful lot of cars. There'll be cars that'll come in for the competition portion. Oh yeah, that's and right. Go out to the track that may not ever just that may not go to the uh, to the concourse field. There's also going to be the fellow that uh, decides he's going to drive up from Fort Lauderdale for the day and bring his Ferrari up for the day, but he's not going to enter in the concourse. Obviously, the concourse, you want to have a car that's prepped and ready for a concourse, but you're also going to have to spring quite a few bucks to get your car on the field to get it registered. So, so oftentimes the guy says, no, nah, I don't want to do that, but i just like to drive up for the day, and those cars will be around. At the hotel, it's a little tricky in that they have um, – valet parking and those are put the cars will be put away in a valet parking lot so it's not like you could just wander around it and see all those individual cars but uh you can you know one of the popular things that people do this has got the hotel has a guard station on on the road going into the hotel and people will stand at the guard station both watching the cars come in in the morning and more particular watching them leave in the afternoon and you'll see people there with cameras video recorders uh 
and just kind of hanging out, watching the cars go in and out of the field and in and out of the hotel. It's quite, it's quite a, quite a, quite a uh, spectation or spectacle. Then also now getting back to the racetrack. The racetrack is very conceivable. You're going to have some cars out of the mid fifties that'll be racing. So there'll be some old Testarossas and uh, some of the other cars that are going to be out there running around on the track, as well as uh, two fifty GTs, GTOs, and stuff like that. Is that uh, is that a fair fair guess? Well, I'd have to hedge a little bit on that. In the past, we ran down there what's called the Shell Historics uh, Challenge, mm. which was sponsored by, obviously, Shell Gasoline. But that would be, uh, it was an event that was put on by Ferrari. Ferrari was a sponsor of it, the organizer. Ferrari was the organizer. I guess Shell's going to be the sponsor. And they would put it on, and you would get cars come in from all over the United States uh, to race in that race. And that then you would see a lot of different, very spectacular cars. This year, my understanding is that um, that that's been scaled down a little bit, and that we won't see quite the grouping of cars we've seen in the past. But there, there's always a good group of cars down there, and uh, even if it's a guy that uh, you know, the guys from South Florida have a have a 333 SP that they want to take out just oh. exercise, you know, they'll go out there for the day. All kinds of cars will show up. So there'll be some uh, open wheel cars, some early F1 cars. Um... That uh, so there's in other words, there could be a good cross section of cars there, more than likely. Absolutely. Okay. Tell yeah, us about absolutely. Tell us about some of the other events that go on that weekend there, because you were telling me about the uh, the thing with the yachts and the at uh, is there a thing at the airpark too, or what else going on? Yeah, there's um, quite a bit of it's it's kind of a party weekend as well as uh, as well as being a car weekend. We start off with a. Uh, with a party on Thursday night that will be, let's see, Thursday night is a jet party. And we go, one of the charter services or fixed base operation charter service out at the airport sponsors an event out there to where they take a couple hangars and open it up, put a bunch of planes out onto the, uh, let's say, charter planes and planes that are for sale out in the field. And the guys that uh, have Ferraris and go out on a driving tour during the day will will end up at the, this will be the destination for the driving tour. So they park the cars out on the uh, on the tarmac. They'll have the planes out behind it, and then they'll have the uh, then they'll have the hangers open for uh, for people to hang around at, and they'll fill that full of um, well, it's full absolutely chock full of beautiful people, but as well as food and drinks and. Uh, Planes will be sitting around inside the hangars. It's just just a sight to behold. So they do that on um, Thursday night. Then Friday night, they have what they call the uh, yacht hop. And the yacht hop is um, is an event to where they go out to one of the big marinas and they have um, the charter yachts that uh, that you might see in the magazines where these guys might rent them for thirty to fifty, sixty thousand dollars a week. And they'll be anywhere from, might start at 85, 90 feet, perhaps go up to as much as 150, 160 feet. And these are yachts that are virtually impossible to get on normally. And you just, it's something that the, only the very, very wealthy people can can afford those. And, and so these will be open trying to, because we have a lot of very wealthy people in front in this Ferrari organization, that they'll uh, they'll go out to the, go out and walk around in the ships and their potential charter customers for these people. So there might be, there might be 
10 to 15 different boats, and you kind of it's kind of a progressive cocktail party that they'll have uh, hors d'oeuvres and drinks on the boats, hors d'oeuvres and drinks on the dock. You wander around through the boats, taking a look through the different boats, and meeting your friends, and uh, and just having a really quite a nice evening. Wow! And then Sunday it wraps up where at Mar-a-Lago, right? Yeah. So Sunday we. Um, Saturday night is the awards banquet, which is held at the uh, hotel, and it's very nice. Uh, and obviously, the, the hotel's first class, and they have a great dinner, and then uh, you get to meet your friends there and watch who wins the concourse, the major awards. The major awards for the concourse are given are given away at the banquet. Minor awards, uh, they might announce during the day, but the, the banquets where the major awards are given out. So then Sunday, there is a more of a mixed make concourse and kind of a party that's held down at Mar-a-Lago where they'll have the car, they'll have mixed make cars off the lawn there. And then uh, the people will uh, have a nice lunch at Mar-a-Lago and you get to go out and run around uh, Trump's place. Wow. That's cool. And I think this year the featured cars at Cunningham, correct? Uh, I don't know for sure that that's not, I generally go home, uh, on Saturday, on Sunday morning, so I don't usually go out there, and I didn't notice this year. Okay. Hey, you want to talk a little bit about the celebration show? Go ahead. we got about uh, two and a half minutes yet, so why don't you go ahead and uh, wind up and uh, tell us a little bit about the celebration show in uh, in uh, Orlando area. Great. One of the other shows that uh, is a real fun show in, uh, in the Central Florida area, it's Celebration, which is the Disney town right outside of uh, Walt Disney World. We do the Celebration Exotic Car Festival, which is done April 14th. And for that show, it, it's truly an exotic car show. It's not so much a concourse where you have a bunch of older cars. This is mostly... Uh, a younger group that uh, will come out with uh, more recent sports cars. And it's very, it's, you'll have an awful lot of, uh, you know, two to five year old, well, brand new to five year old uh, Lamborghinis, Maseratis, Ferraris, uh, and then with a, with a good group of older cars. Uh, yeah, you have a few. We had a nice Super America there a couple years ago. Uh, there's always a few Enzos. And along with that, they'll have, we have the Panther. Well, we have the Pantera Club, which will come out. They display their cars. The Lotus Club shows up, and they display their cars. And we also have the probably the largest DeLorean gathering in the United States. We get jobs anywhere between 15 and 20 DeLoreans will show up there. And the, it's, a, it's a celebrity event where there will be a fair number of celebrities walking around. There's a great there's a party we usually have on Sunday night, and there's a golf tournament on a party on Saturday night, golf tournament on Sunday, and uh, we are, we're at the racetrack at uh, Sebring on Thursday and Friday. So anybody that wants to make it out there, it's April 14th. Wow, so that's a three-day event as well, isn't it? Then it's a weekend, big deal. Yes, it is. It's okay. a very big deal. So in other words, because I went this year, I took my son up there, and I know that the Lamborghini Club was there because our friend, uh, local guy here, uh, the president of the local Lamborghini Club, or actually the national club, is uh, Jim Kaminsky. He was there. And he told me about it. But I noticed they also had some feature cars there from uh, movie cars, from uh, from some of the recent Disney movies, because they're real close by. And uh, so it's, it's a pretty good event. Um, I think everybody should check that out. Um, Steve, I want to thank you for coming on the show. And I hope you have a good, safe thank trip. Thank you for having me. Sure. And uh, you'll definitely do this again sometime, right? Give us some Ferrari updates, because you're going to be the official dedicated uh, Ferrari guru on, or guru on uh, Nostalgic Radio and Cars. How about that? Oh, that sounds fine with me. Huh? Give me a call anytime you need some help. Okay, you have a safe trip and enjoy the show. And uh, you know what? Get with me because I want to get some really good pictures. Okay, make sure you're standing next to some really, really cool vintage cars for me, particularly uh, maybe a 330 GT, uh, GTC, or a uh, 250 GT Lusso. 
couple Sounds of my favorites. Great, thanks. All right, thanks for coming on the show. Have a good, safe trip, and we'll talk to you later. Okay, bye. Hey, you guys, we're just tuned in to Nostalgic Radio and Car. We had our friend uh, Steve uh, Algram on. He's in Atlanta, and uh, he gave us a pretty good uh, pretty good story on uh, Ferraris and the upcoming event, a great event. It's uh, one, an annual event down here in uh, West Palm Beach or Palm Beach area called the Cavalino. So if you get a chance and you want to go down there and see something really, really cool, some really exotic Ferraris, uh, brought some race cars, check it out. And other than that, Stay tuned to Nostalgic Radio and Cars. We will see you next week, same time, 7 o'clock. Thanks for tuning in. Hey, listeners, this is Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars. As most of you know, I'm in the car business, and often I need cars towed. Well, Kotakis Towing has all the trucks and equipment to meet your needs. Whether it's long distance, short distance, or just around the corner, they can get it done. Kotakis Towing, located at 1141 Court Street in Clearwater. Also, they have a full-service repair and body shop to meet all your automotive needs. So give my friends Lefty and Joey a call at Kotakis Towing at 727-447-1952. And be sure to mention Nostalgic Radio and Cars, and you might get a discount. 